This show is brought to you by Drift Outfitters in Toronto at 199 Queen Street East. Drift is remaining open during these difficult times, but with a new way of getting you your fly fishing goods without allowing customers into the shop. Visit them online at driftoutfitters.com to order products and take advantage of free shipping across Canada on orders over 100 bucks. Why not help them out during this difficult time for small businesses? Give them a shout out on Instagram. Got a great photo to share? Tag at Drift Outfitters. Also, you can tag your fly tying picks with hashtag self-isolation to show your friends and your followers how you're spending your downtime. Giving Drift more exposure and love right now is one way we can help keep them going. These are tough times, and we must find a way to continue supporting our community store. Visit driftoutfitters.com for more information. Welcome to another episode of So Fly. It's uh, well, it's another beautiful Sunday for everybody listening to this show. Uh, my name is Mitch. We've got Aldo. Hey. And we've got Yelma. Hey, everyone. And we've got a very exciting uh, guest in the show in the studio. I guess the virtual studio today, uh, because we are once again calling over Zoom. Um, we're speaking to a fiberglass rod builder. Um, his rods are absolutely beautiful. Um, his name is Chris Barclay. Chris, how's it going? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Good. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Whereabouts are you calling from today? I am in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, in my rod shop. Oh, nice. Which is also a guest bedroom, but we don't let guests sleep in here anymore. <laughs> nice. Let's yeah, let the rods sleep now. <laughs> we're watching you on your, we're all in video chat, and we can see uh, your setup behind you. It's a pretty sweet little setup yeah. you got going. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's cozy. Um, I've got just enough room to swing a rod around in here. And uh, but I've got I've got pretty much everything I need here, so it's good. Yeah, it's awesome. Right on. Um, okay, so for people listening at home, can you tell them a little bit about kind of your rod company and and um, and just what you do exactly? Yeah, yeah. I um, I basically have a, a lineup of my own fiberglass fly rods that I've uh, created from the ground up. Um, I don't roll the blanks myself. A friend of mine up in Pennsylvania does that. Um, but I designed them and uh, build them and all the aesthetics, all the guide spacing, everything like that. I, I do here and uh, typically have a little bit of a wait list, a couple months um, on rods that I build. Uh, I, I used to try to keep them in shops, but it was hard to manage a wait list as well as supplying shops. So I figured I'd stick with supplying my customers uh, directly. Well, they're absolutely beautiful rods. And um, for everybody listening, check out the show notes because we'll put the URL to your website so you can check them out while we talk. Um, Definitely want to get into, you know, why you got into fiberglass building. But maybe before we get into the whole rod building world, we'll just start with you as an angler, how did you get into fly fishing at all? Did you start in North Carolina? Is that where you're from originally? No, I, I grew up in Texas. I was uh, I was born overseas in Norway and moved to Texas when I was two. Oh. And uh, my grandma and uh, several of my family members just fished, plain fished, and usually farm ponds and things like that. I um, When I was a young teenager, I got into bass fishing tournaments in East Texas and, uh, it was, it was cool. It was, it was weird being a a 12 year old kid fishing in a bass boat with, with, uh, all these old men smoking (laughs) cigars and, and just cutting up and, and it was, it was fun. Yeah. Um, it was really fast pace and, uh, I didn't, that, that part didn't really agree with me. I'm not, I'm not a very fast paced person in general. So, uh, a little bit later in, uh, let's see. I, yeah, sometime during my late teens, I, I bought a fly rod and started fishing farm ponds a little bit and not really knowing anything about what I was doing, just throwing out a popper or something that looked like an ant or something like that. And, um, really enjoyed it, but kind of set it down and, Later, when I was in college, I um, I decided to pick it up again, and I, I went to college in Nacogdoches, Texas, Stephen F. Austin State University, just okay. small state school yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Uh, really.
and um, we, uh, I, I'd just gotten married and uh, decided to try fly fishing, and it was it was the best thing ever. I I was uh, I, I caught fish immediately, which was you know unusual mm-hmm. uh, sometimes. But they're just little panfish, little bluegill and right. bass and, and things like that. And, and I loved it. It was it changed fishing for me. And I haven't really consistently cast a conventional rod since then. Yeah. That was about 1998. Okay. Started fly fishing in Texas. Man, we've got a lot of Texas connections on the yeah. show. It's great. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> Pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I run probably about a third of all my rods go to Texas. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why, except for there's a lot of fish there. Yeah. A lot of fishy people. So yeah. might as well. Oh, it's wicked. Yeah, we got uh, introduced to you by you know, a former guest, Aaron. Yeah. He speaks yeah, he's a good very friend. highly of you and your rod. So yeah, he, he's, yeah we he's, checked he's, you out. It was awesome. He's a great guy, yeah. Oh, yeah. Aaron was, Aaron was awesome to talk to. And, and he opened our eyes to just uh, all that fly fishing that's going on there and, and for bass. I mean, bluegill and, and, you know, warm water species like that on a fly rod, so, so much fun. Such a great way to get yeah, in. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really seems like the fly rod was invented for, for panfish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's, 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 uh, I don't do that much anymore, yeah. unfortunately, but, um, I love it. Yeah. Do you remember what your first fly rod was? It was a, graphite Daiwa that um i had one of those yeah yeah it was like eight and a half nine feet long yeah like a five foot or five weight or six weight or something like that yeah and uh and i had i bought a reel with like a eight weight line and there's no no telling why i did that and it was horribly mismatched but it was fun yeah it, it bent and i caught fish i mean who cares what else <laughs> Ah, oh, Daiwa first rod was it? I wonder if it was because my first rod was a a Daiwa too. Was it the Heartland by any chance? Um, I have. The, you can't. Nobody else can see this, but y'all. But this is this is a section of it after oh, nice. it broke. Um, I use it to to practice my handwriting on. Oh, wicked! That's great. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, my handwriting is horrible. Yeah. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I got to practice. Yeah. Um, but I, I was hoping this said the model, but it doesn't. It's I, a great. I probably have. It's great though. Daiwa was Daiwa makes a great entry level yeah. fly rod. You know, like. Oh yeah, yeah, they're great. They it works. You can catch fish. Mm-hmm. You can yep. have fun. Yeah, and that's that's it. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Man, my first fly rod broke, and I wish I would have done what you just did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead, I just kind of got rid of it, like an idiot. Yeah. That would be nice to keep the, that little segment as a yeah. sentimental piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's funny, hindsight and all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Since we're sharing stories, my first fly rod broke as well, but it broke because I was wearing the wrong wading boots, and I slipped on. Was the that rod. your first rod? Yeah, that was the first. No, was, oh, that was the second rod. I was there when that happened. He was wearing. Uh, yeah. Yilma had just gotten into fly fishing, and he was wearing saltwater boots, and we were fishing a very freshwater <laughs> river. And he went flying, oh. and his rod broke. It was quite the day. He just slipped. Yeah. yeah that- I can see how that would happen. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Oh yeah. <laughs> so did you find yourself, um, basically, how did you find yourself then in North Carolina? Well, I, I came to, to North Carolina via St. Louis, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, uh, let's see, I moved there in 2001 to go to school, um, to try out graduate school and that did not work out at all. <laughs> um, it, it, I should have taken my hint from college. It took me seven years to get through college and it wasn't, it wasn't pretty, yeah. but, um, six, six years here. Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, but I, we moved to St. Louis, ended up liking it, even though school did not work. Mm-hmm. Um, we lived there for about 16 years. Oh, wow. Uh, both my kids were born there, but that's, that's when fly fishing started being a real love for me. Okay. Um, uh, I, I enjoyed it previously, put it down, picked it up, put, put it down. It was a matter of convenience. Yeah. Um, then I had a job uh, that did not agree with me at all. Um, uh, I, I guess there's a pattern to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the, uh, and I, uh, a guy that worked for me was getting into fly fishing and I was like, yeah, I've done some of that. Let's go. So we, oh. we started fishing some together, just little ponds around, around the city of St. Louis and yeah. just outside. And then it got into being more of a, a, a real desperate infatuation because the job was such a poor fit that I had to have something to distract myself from it. Right. So I would call in sick and go fishing. I I would uh, do uh, everything I possibly could to avoid going to work and to go fishing. Yeah. And like waking up at 4.30 in the morning to go fish a pond uh, for some bluegill just for 30 minutes before I had to drive into work. Yeah. And uh, and that's when I started building fly rods. uh, in the winter time, it got pretty cold, at least for us in, in St. Louis. I started to, um, a, a friend that, that same friend got me, um, interested in building as well, because he started uh, tinkering with building. He said, Oh, you'd like this a lot. And my background before, um, that job was a, uh, as a carpenter, I, okay. I built cabinets and, and did a lot of uh, intricate woodwork and things like that mm-hmm. and um really uh really enjoyed working with my hands but my back couldn't really handle the construction part yeah um so then i uh, uh I, I saw the connection of uh being a do-it-yourself kind of person and building a fly rod and i thought that is horrible 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 idea i i do not want to turn into a person that um, cannot buy a simple fly rod, right? which I, I don't like saying, saying it like that. Uh, it really didn't come out as well as I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I didn't want to, I wanted to be able to buy a fly rod mm-hmm. and use it and not have to build it myself. Right. Um, which, you know, I, there, there are some people that can't don't do and don't have skills to, th- to do that kind of stuff. But then I didn't want to do it because everything else in my life was do it yourself. Like yeah. I was living in a house that had, um, uh, it was a hundred year old house that I was gut rehabbing while we were living in it. Mm-hmm. And that was exhausting. And I did not want to do that with fly rods. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Turn it into yeah. work. You didn't want to take something yeah. that was fun and an outlet and make it your job. Exactly. Right. And then, um, but then I tried rod building and it, it's like fly fishing came alive to me and I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved every step of the process from choosing the blank to sighting down the blank, mm-hmm. um, to, to get the guides in the right position and things like that, uh, down to applying finish and, and, and then fishing it. Yeah. And I, I thought it was, I thought it was the coolest thing. And, uh, just made my fishing more fun. So what made you decide to, to pick up that first, that first, uh, was it a kid or was it just like what made the, the stuff you needed to make the first rod? Why did you decide to take that leap? Um, my wife, yeah. <laughs> she, she basically said, you know, I think your friend is right. I, I think that he is right that you should try to build it. You would enjoy it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And, and I finally said, Sure. And it's not a real significant moment Mm -hmm. as to what made me choose to do it. It was um, just one of those things where it just started to make sense. Yeah. Um, And then uh, after after that, we uh, I I built it and a man that lived that lives here in North Carolina, Mm -hmm. I, I started having questions. Um, about what to do best. And he was willing to answer my questions. Yeah. And he turned into sort of a mentor for me. Um, somebody that I'd never met before, yeah. but uh, he was, I met him on a, like a fly fishing forum or something like that. Yeah. And he, uh, he was uh, willing to help me and write, write me a few little tutorial things. And nice. Um, and so I built a couple rods and just loved it and uh, saw some improvement after each rod. And uh, I'd, I'd share pictures on internet forums and, and things yeah. like that, like, like what you do. And um, uh, some guys said, well, hey, would you build me a rod? 
And I was yeah. like, sure, yeah, yeah, just pay me the cost of the parts and I'll do it. Yeah. So I started doing that a little bit and then it really started picking up quite a bit. Oh man, rad. And, um, and just more and more people and I would build a rod, fish it a little bit, sell it, yeah. then build another one in a different way so, so that I could uh, kind of experience it. What was the first rod? Did you Was it fiberglass you built? Like right off the top, were you in the fiberglass world? The first rod I built was uh, back back then, Orvis was selling their blanks. Right. Um, so I, I'd buy like their old uh, super fine blanks. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. The old graphite. Mm -hmm. uh, those, those are still some of my favorite rods. Um, but uh, it was... I, I, I decided that if I'm going to put that much time into it, I'm going to use the best that I possibly can. Yeah. And, um, and the Orvis were accessible then. I don't think you can buy them anymore, but, um, I, I built a lot of little small two, three, four weights, um, and just loved it. And a couple of guys, uh, all over the world, there was a guy in Chile that, that, uh, had me build a couple of them for him and he still fishes them now, which is pretty oh, that's fun. awesome. That's, that's super that's awesome. Yeah. So when did yeah. you get around to picking up or building your first fiberglass rod? Had you used fiberglass before and been like, I got to make a fiberglass rod kind of thing? Yeah. I, um, before I started building, I had a, um, I, I was not making much money at the time. And, and I found a guy that would build a rod on a blank that I bought for just pennies. Oh, wow. Um, and, uh, he agreed to build it for me. He lived in East Texas, lives in East, in East Texas, mm -hmm. right near where I was from. So it was kind of a neat connection. I'd talk to him and he, he, I just bought a blank and sent it to him. And I said, can you build it? And he said, sure. Yeah. So he built it for me for a, like a hundred bucks. And, and that, that rod was so much fun. I, I don't, <laughs> I hate that I sold it, Yeah. but you know, <laughs> <laughs> that it happens. Yeah. Um, but I, it was a, um, Oh, it's a small shop in Pennsylvania that, uh, sells blanks. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Riffle, uh, whatever. We'll try to look it but up later. It, yeah. Yeah. It was a little seven foot four weight. Yeah. And I, I, that was my only rod for a couple of years and just, I just beat the crap out of it. <laughs> so much fun That's awesome. and um i remember one time at, at a little lake outside of st louis i was fishing a little bitty soft tackle for bluegill i used to love doing that there and this uh i, I hooked into about an eight and a half pound bass Wow! and it, it was about a 15 minute fight but i was able to get it in and i looked behind me and there are these uh people in pickup trucks just watching <laughs> And they're like, "Hey, we're watching you." Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was it was fantastic. That oh when I caught that fish, I was like, "Man, there's fiberglass is durable one." Yeah. And it's just plain fun. Yeah. And you can do so much more with it than anything, just about anything else. Yeah. So that's when I really got kicked by the fiberglass bug. Okay. Um, that fight and it, it just i just loved it yeah so i guess in the early days what were you like you were probably building a lot of rods what were you doing with all the rods like you said you were selling all of them or do you have like a a shed somewhere with just all these old first rods <laughs> no i um I, I i was pretty strict about uh if if i was gonna build a new rod the old rod would go right so i just sold them okay okay uh, they're uh like the first it's really crazy for me to think about this, but the first year I built rods, I built probably 120. Decent. Whoa. That's pretty And, um, yeah. which that, I guess you could say I could be a little bit obsessive, <laughs> 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 but it, it was, I was, I just loved it. And it was, it was the creative outlet that I, I needed to, yeah. um, kind of get by. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. I and, mean, yeah. And, and so, but, but I think building so many rods got my work out there and I wasn't trying to, to right. do it in, in any sort of big time way. I was just doing it cause I loved it. Yeah. And, um, and 
let's see. And then a little bit after that, I, I built rods for probably two years. In the second year, I built almost 200 rods. Jeez. Uh, I think I built like 194. I, cool. I actually saw one of the rods that I built a few weeks ago that it came in for repair. It was like serial number 194 of, of that year. <laughs> That's cool. And uh, talk about it, was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. You talk about being slow paced, but then as soon as you found your footing, now it yeah, fast. Yeah, that, to, yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good point. I, um, yeah. I'm not a fast person. You can tell by the way I talk probably. But uh, once I figure something out, it, it kind of goes along. Yeah. You just go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of keep my head down. and. That's awesome to know. see rods coming back, though, for repair, you know, from yeah. the early days. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, it, it's pretty neat. Um, and that, that second year, I, I was kind of running out of blanks to build. Yeah. I, I, uh, and I, but I wanted some that were uh, the, that, that I could fish in my little local rivers and, and ponds and things like that. And, and really enjoy something that was more fitting. So I uh, talked to, uh, over the, that previous year, I talked to a friend in Japan who um, said he could get me set up with a blank manufacturer. And so I was like, well, why not? I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll save my money and, and do it again. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I started uh, designing a little seven foot, two inch three weight in, uh, in glass. And, uh, and, and it was, uh, it was fun. The design process, I, I get a real big kick out of it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, it was funny little side note when, um, when I was designing the rod, he's like, well, what color do you want it? I was like, I don't know what, I mean, just rod color. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, no, it's gotta be something. It's got to be something. And, and I was drinking in Newcastle at the time. Nice. And, oh, yeah. I, and I, I looked, I held it up to the light, and I was like, that's the color that I want. Yeah. And so I, I took a picture of it and sent it to him. He's like, okay, beer color. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so it, it, it stuck. And my, so my first rod series was a, a brown ale color rod yeah. <laughs> that's awesome man you right. should like that's newcastle really cool. should get in on that newcastle's got their own <laughs> yeah. fly rods out there they don't even know no kidding <laughs> I, I try but they don't listen to me yeah i know <laughs> us neither that's awesome though man super yeah cool. i love that story it's fun yeah. but um so yeah and funny enough right around the time that i got the first batch of blanks in uh, from japan um i was laid off from that from the job that I shouldn't have been at anyway. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was like, oh, great. What, what am I going to do now? And I was like, I would love to be a rod builder, but I mean, nobody is a professional rod builder. Mm-hmm. Or at least just like two guys are able to do it professionally, full time and support their families. Right. Right. And uh, then, and so I, I was looking for jobs. I was picking up handyman work. Uh, I was doing everything I could. And then, then I built out all these rods and then they sold all, I, I built out 12 and finished them, listed them and announced that I was doing my own thing. Yeah. They sold the next day, oh, like wow. overnight. Wow, and I was serious? like, oh, what in the world? This is awesome. Yeah. And then I talked to my wife, Valerie, and she was like, well, can you do that again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. And then. That's incredible, uh, dude. Yeah, yeah. Then it just kind of kept on happening, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's that's really when my company began. Um, I just it it just it's not been smooth and easy the whole time, but it's been uh, kind of like that. Just kind of build a rod that sells. Okay, I can pay mortgage this month, right? And yeah. and then it just kind of builds up so that I and I was doing some handyman work on the side, yeah, to to make ends meet at first, but. Now I've got two or three months worth of orders. Yeah. Wow. And, it's so incredible. And awesome. I, I can go fishing almost anytime I want. Yeah, exactly. Cause you're I mean, your own locally. boss. Yeah. Locally. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I, I've got very little to complain about. That's awesome. Right. Although so, I do, I do complain a lot. Who doesn't? Yeah. I'm supposed yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. So if somebody wants, like, I mean, I'm, I'm just, 
I'm just cruising your website here. Um, what's kind of the process if people want a rod from you? Can they just buy uh, something or do they have to kind of pre-order it? Usually it's a pre-order thing. Okay. Um, like, like right now I've got uh, behind me, I've got four rods turning on my turners. Um, and one of those rods is not spoken for. So I'll list it for sale or, or something like that. Okay. Um, but usually everything is uh, sort of built to order and they'll contact me through my website or through Instagram or Facebook or something like that. Mm-hmm. And we'll start up a, a phone or email conversation about it. And uh, I'll get an idea of where they fish and what they like to do and, and, and uh, what, what kind of rods they already have, what they're looking to do with a new rod, things like that. And we'll work through the process and just kind of, I'd, I'd like to, I like to get to know the person most of the time if I can. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. And build a relationship to know kind of just, you know, it, it, it's funny because everybody that I build a rod for turns out to be a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's super cool to be able to have that kind of, and also getting to know people so you know like what kind of rod you should build, and then when that person fishes with it, they know just how tailored and special it is, you know, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, and like I, I've got my own building style that it's not as fancy as others and, and things like that, but um, people say, okay, I like your style, just build me what you want to build me. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do that too. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so. Maybe now we get into fiberglass just as a world because I know yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's it's like one of those things everybody kind of knows about. Some people fish fiberglass, some people have never touched a glass rod in their life. What what's sort of the the fiberglass one hundred and one? How is it different from other rods? Why is it special? Well, it's it's I guess rods began with bamboo uh, traditionally, mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, but a lot of people don't pay attention to bamboo anymore because it's expensive and they're afraid it'll break and, and things like that. It's quite niche. And uh, which, which is all, all worthy considerations and things like that. But um, there, bamboo has a great feel, but most people can't afford 1200 to $4,000 for a rod. Mm. Um, and that's, that's a, that's a deterrent. So yeah. I, I love the feel of bamboo. Uh, fiberglass sort of started as a replacement for that. Okay. Um, back in the forties and fifties, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then they, uh, they decided who, whoever they are, the, the just designers and they found out about this new material graphite and they gave, uh, fiberglass a, a couple decades to to work itself out and it didn't really it was, it was heavy yeah and slow and um and graphite was light and fast yeah so it was cool and it was a it was a great advancement so so fiberglass was kind of glossed over yeah um in a lot of ways but there there are a few guys who still continue to make it uh scott i believe scott Flyrods did and a small guy named Mark Steffen uh, continued to make fiberglass. And um, the, and behind the scenes, there are a lot of advancements that uh, fiberglass rod material is used in a lot of different things. Yeah. And uh, usually air, uh, aeronautical stuff or military grade and antennas, yeah. things, things like that. Arrows, I guess, too. Yeah. Um, but they had they had a tendency just to not be so loud when they talked uh, the the light fast crowd won over mm-hmm. um and i guess in the i, I remember when i was choosing a, a fly rod i had the choice of a, a fiberglass eagle claw i think mm-hmm. and the guy was like you don't want this this thing is slow heavy and it'll it just moves it it doesn't stop moving yeah. And, um, and, uh, so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go for whatever's popular. Yeah. And, uh, and then the, I don't know really what changed, but people started realizing that I guess like me and bass fishing in tournaments, I didn't like the, the, 
the fast paced, yeah. um, go, go, go mentality. And I mean, when you think about it, fly fishing is, is not a, usually not a, a, a competition. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I think that's when people started considering fiberglass as being a viable option again. Yeah. And, um, these days it, it's, I think gotten popular with, with, uh, the Swift company, Epic, uh, Reddington, uh, all the, all, just about all the major rod makers have a glass option now, Yeah, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. And uh, it, it makes it accessible to everybody. You don't have to buy a boutique rod or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, uh, so I think people are kind of having a change of mind as a culture mm-hmm. in, in realizing that it, it's not a, fast isn't always best it, it sometimes in, in like in salt water heavy wind huge uh huge flies musky fishing and things like that glass isn't best and that's fine um but in a lot of i think most situations glass is just more fun right yeah and when you when it comes down to it fly fishing really is about uh, uh an escape uh, or a distraction or fun mm-hmm. and so that that's that's sort of how I've seen the progression. It's all about slowing down, right? Well, slowing down and fishing like at your pace, yeah. and yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I think yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's a fair point to be like. I mean, if you look at, I mean, I've worked in a fly shop, so is Mitch. Like you know, sometimes you get people coming in with that don't fish and they have like old rods. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're and like to see, and it's a lot of the times I find it is fiberglass. They'll like hand you this like tree of a rod and you're like yeah "Yeah," you know like fiberglass used to be this big heavy thing where that's not the case anymore like modern blanks are you know that they just aren't that that big clunky piece of glass it's it's yeah exactly it's a really finessed blank yeah yeah there's some blanks that are the butt section is five eighths of an inch around at the end and that's Mm -hmm. huge and you that that's a that's a five weight (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in some yeah. glass rods in in graphite five weight is about three-eighths of an inch around but and so it it's it's big and fat and clunky and not not very sexy i guess mm-hmm. um, but uh but a lot of the modern materials these days uh you can you can do the same thing in with with the tapers that that you can do with graphite yeah mm-hmm. and have a lightweight rod and have a um like a sub three ounce rod sub two ounce rod um in in fiberglass that you have all the feel in the world that it doesn't you're not overpowering it when yeah. when you catch a four inch brook trout um and different things like that it, yeah. it's just part of the part of the the change in the materials mm-hmm. has really helped. Yeah, yeah it's definitely yeah. what I use my fiberglass for. Is that we've got a little stream with brook trout and take take my seven foot three weight for for dry flies. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's so much fun. Yeah, yeah. I think that's slow, like just the way it feels. Really, you know, it's just different from graphite, and it kind of just makes it a little more fun. I like that it's a little different too. Everybody's got graphite rods, and it's, it's fun to have something yeah. different. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's fun. Yeah, the, they they have fun colors too. It's yeah, just not yeah. Just, it's not just uh, gray. Yeah, or black or whatever. It, it's like they have the the uh, Kabuto out of Japan has has. Uh, I think he started making popular the the white blanks, the natural material. Mm. Oh and, yeah. Uh, I, I my brother in law was fishing a Kabuto blank that I'd built him in in the Austin area, and somebody stopped and said, "Hey, what?" what rod is it? They were like driving down a road, saw it sticking out of his truck bed and they stopped and just talked to him because they saw a white rod. And it's, it's, it's a conversation piece too, which is, which is fun. Yeah. It bring, brings the community together. Some. Yeah, totally. I like yeah, I gravitate towards different colors. Yeah. Aesthetically. Yeah. And then I ask about it and it's usually like, Oh, it's a kid's rod or oh, it's for right. the ladies. I'm like, well, oh. Kids rod, um, yeah. It's from kid, yes. You've got a few yeah. different models. What's your favorite out of your lineup? Yeah. Oh, that that's tricky. Got, 
you've got rods that you know go the, go from like a two weight all the way to a nine weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, man, I uh, it changes just about every day. I right. I go between. I I didn't think I was gonna like the two weights all that much because I thought there would be more of a toy. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. Uh, the the little six foot two eight that I I came up with last year has turned into probably my main rod that I used lately. Whoa. The um, uh, the one that I call the Blue Ridge Special is probably the one that I grab most because I, I fish all along the Blue Ridge Parkway in these little bitty trickle streams and things like that. And sometimes you run into some big fish. It's a little six foot eight inch three weight and I would say at this point that one is is probably my favorite rod. Um, it's a four piece rod. You can stick it in the backpack and great name. It, it's Thank probably you. the one that I build the most too. Um, mm. it, it's just it's fun. You can you can fish nymphs. You can fish dries. You can fish a double rig. Things like that. The reels that you have on the say you manufacture them yourself. You build them yourself as well. Hmm. I, I don't. I, you broke up a little bit there. Um, but I, I don't make the reels themselves. My uh, a friend in Japan makes them. Oh, nice. He's a machinist. He's the one who's got me, got my foot in the door with that blank manufacturer mm. in Japan. That's awesome. Very cool. Um, yeah. Question about your, the handles, uh, when they're, I don't know the proper term, like, are they, is it vented? Yeah, yeah, ventilated. Yeah. So what's the, what's the advantage to a ventilated cork as opposed to not? That that's a good question. The um, a lot of people think it's air ventilation, and that I guess that's part of it, but not really the intention. the The main intention I've got one right here um, is nice. uh, got tape around it, but the the main intention is that you can feel the blank flexing more into the grip. Oh, okay, and so. You can you can see oh yeah in this rod you can huh. see the the uh, the blank itself flexing through the grip yeah yeah and when you cast you can feel that and when you feel that you have a better sense of timing mm-hmm. um, like when you're when you're making the the right motions and slinging the fly around and things like that yeah you can feel the the rod at least the rod that bends all the way down um, you can feel that flexing there and it gives you a good sense of timing and gives you a um sometimes it's too much sensory input but it's a lot of sensory input into your hand yeah um kind of makes the rod feel a little more part of your arm yeah Um, and i it's funny i the other day i i'm holding up two different rods right now two different butt sections of the same rod actually yeah and i i built and this is a demonstration this this one is a solid grip yeah that's more typical this one is a is a ventilated grip and it's part of the same rod They're, they go um I, I built it as a demonstration to show people um right that uh that it feels different and sometimes people like the sensory input yeah sometimes people just feel like it's too much too much yeah, you know? to work with yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's cool yeah. though. We've seen those, and we yeah. were always wondering if it was like an aesthetic thing yeah. or if it was a. That makes a ton of sense, especially when you hold it up and start bending it. You can really see yeah. the blank going right down into the grip. Yeah, yeah, and see with with the solid piece, you can you can see it a little bit, but you don't yeah. feel it as much. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But with, yeah, but with the gaps in between the cork, it's um, it, it it changes things quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so I get that question a lot, and I need to write something about it on my blog, but I haven't yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I've seen, like like I said, we've seen those rods, and it's just like, that's kind of cool looking. Yeah, it's a little bit funky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. I think one last question about your rods. The saltwater yeah. model, have you yeah. got a chance to try it out in the salt? Yeah. Yeah. I um, I, I don't fish saltwater all that often. Um, I've fished a few times for redfish yeah. with it. Um, a buddy of mine that lives pretty close he he fishes he has a chance he's a photographer he goes all over the world to he just got back from belize a few weeks ago and things like that and um he fishes that rod everywhere and i've fished it a few times down out of charleston for redfish and i i connected but i didn't land anything 
Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, I'm bad. I, I get distracted by what I, by what I have here, and don't go venture out very far. Um, <laughs> so I, I grew up uh, uh, fishing for redfish and speckled trout and things like that in the Gulf out of Houston. Yeah. Um, but that was, that was a long time ago and not fly fishing. So I, I need to go back and, and refresh my memory a little bit. Yeah. Bring some of your rods, man. I, I bet that'd be pretty yeah. fun on reds. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah. I, be so I have cool. a, I have a bass model, a seven foot, seven inch, seven weight that yeah. I, I, I used that one last time I fished for reds and it was fun. Oh man. It, it was good. Yeah, it, seemed, it seemed like it would be too short, but it worked out really well. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. Good leverage and everything too. Get the those hook yeah. sets nice and right. Yeah. 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 Right. That's cool, man. I love just a bass rod. And I think one day I might have to pick one of your bass rods up just to have just a bass fishing rod. I think that's such a cool thing. Man, it, it's so much fun. Yeah. I love it. And, you know, I need to send you guys some demos just to, just to play with, see what you like. That'd be super fun. Oh, my God. Great. Might as well. Yeah. 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 We got our so bass we, season coming up in June, and uh, oh yeah, yeah, we're June. the The season for in Ontario opens last. They're the third Saturday in June, and we always go. We do this bass okay. fishing trip, so uh, man, it'd be fun. Yeah. to bring some glass yeah, I'll do on that. that. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that, man. That'd be fun. So, oh, how, did, how is shipping internationally um, during this time? Like, um, are you allowed, or or is it like? Yeah. How does it work? Yeah? Okay. Yeah, I, I've um, over the past several weeks, I've sent rods to Australia, England, wow. Scotland, uh, Japan, uh, all over the place. That's awesome, man. And they're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> it, I think it's taking a little bit longer, yeah. a few days yeah. longer, but I, I, I usually ship express um, for international just because it's easier to track. Yeah. And it's only like 10 or $15 more and it's worth it. Nice. Nice. Well, it's cool to see so, your rods have uh, like an international uh, stage. It's great. Yeah, it, it's crazy. I got some pictures from a guy in Scotland yesterday. With he was using my seven foot nine inch five piece five weight little oh, traveling cool. rod that I have, yeah. and he sent me pictures of this twenty a couple of twenty six inch brown trout that he caught on. That's cool, man. And like, I was huge. I just flipped <laughs> out. It was awesome. Yeah, like. Like I usually see little pictures, like twelve-inch fish, sixteen-inch yeah. fish, but this this fish was longer than like, like this. This rod has twenty-inch rod sections. Yeah, and the had it next to the rod, and, and the fish was like a rod section and a half long. It was pretty awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> In Scotland too, that's that's over rewarding. an over two foot yeah. trout. That'd yeah, be awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> well, it's awesome to see. Uh, you know, from uh, not really sure if you should build a rod to begin with to uh, rods across the globe and people sending you pictures. That's uh, pretty rewarding. It, it man, it's incredible. Yeah. I, like I said, I I I don't have anything to complain about. Yeah, I get to fish. I get to meet some cool people. Yeah. And build, I get to do something with my hands that I love. Yeah, it's awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. Okay, so every show we do uh, five questions. We ask the same five <laughs> questions to every guest, and yes. um, they're they're always the same questions. No, you don't have to. You can take your time answering them, um, but we're gonna ask them now. They're called Mitchie's Fishies Five. Yeah, Aaron warned me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. He actually emailed me the list. Nice. Uh, oh, Aaron. Think, but, but I forgot to think about it. Okay, so. perfect. Oh, good, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> On the spot. Okay, here we go. So right. the first one of Mitch's Fishies Five is: What is your favorite fish, and why? <clears throat> okay, that that's tough. Favorite fish. Favorite fish. I'm seeing some Those pictures people. on your walls of uh, some nice bluegills and. Yeah. <laughs> it, w it would it would have to be a red breast sunfish. Oh, cool! Right on. That's a first. I, I, for that's sure. a first. That is a first. Yeah. I I I love them. I I think the first one I caught I was about nine or ten in the Austin, Texas area. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't on a fly, but uh, and in in when I lived in Missouri, we didn't have them. We had long ear sunfish, which are totally beautiful. Yeah. But redbreast, they, they get huge. Yeah. And um, my buddy Brandon Bales, a fly tire in Alabama, sent me a picture of one he caught on a two weight yeah. on one of my two weights a few days ago that just, I'd, I'd like to get that picture blown up and just 
yeah. like tattoo it on my chest or something. I don't know. <laughs> That'd be sick. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Bluegill challenge. Big sunfish yeah, tattoo. It's just right here. That's awesome. Just right yeah. Here. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll start like a, a GoFundMe for a, a Bluegill chest tattoo. <laughs> I'll donate. Easy. Okay. Sweet. Thanks. <laughs> wait, wait, just a second before. Is that your, are you, the hoodie you're wearing, is that your brand? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is uh, a friend cool. of mine in Texas that drew up a little fly for me. Oh, nice. Just nice and simple. Doesn't say any words or anything. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I love it. So, yeah. yeah. I also have a, a, a logo that says slow down. Yeah, we saw that. Oh, I yeah, love we that. saw that. It. it looks so oh, good. I'm buying so that. <laughs> <laughs> I love I'll send you some of those stickers, man. Oh, thanks, oh, yeah. man. That'd be amazing. Perfect. That sticker's yeah, so the, cool. It's, that sticker's so cool. Yeah. 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 Let me know your address later on. Okay. Wicked. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Um, sunfish. Great. I love that. Red breasted sunfish. That's an amazing answer. Um, sunfish are super underrated, you know, like we, everybody fishes for them in Ontario. It's like everybody's first fish, I, th- I think, but yeah. they are really cool looking, you know, and they're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's probably the first and last fish people ever catch. Yeah. Like the first fish of their life and the last fish of their life. Yeah. 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 It's true. Wow. That's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Number two. Uh, if All you right. could fish anywhere in the world right now, assuming it's like the best time to go, uh, where would you go and why would you go there? Um, I would go fish <clears throat> at a friend of mine's lake in East Texas. Okay. Um, he has, it's a, it's a lake that he has a house on. Mm-hmm. And um, th- this guy's a man that uh, I grew up, my, I grew up uh, without a dad. My dad passed away when I was real young. Oh man. And, um, and he kind of stepped in and was a father figure to me yeah. and he would take me fishing on fishing trips and things like that when, when I was real young. Mm-hmm. And, uh, now he has a house on this sweet, sweet little, uh, probably 60 acre lake oh, cool. that, um, wow. like if you don't catch an eight pound bass that day, you did something wrong. Oh my God. And, uh, and bluegill, okay. you, you can catch yeah yeah it, it's it's incredible yeah, awesome. and and the bluegill there uh like 12 13 14 inches nice. i i hooked one uh, nobody believes me but i hooked one that was about 18 inches there one time oh my god that's huge and uh, it was on a fly I was, it was on a three weight yeah and that fish haunts me yeah i i would i would drop everything right now and and drive halfway across the country and fish there for an afternoon, then drive back if I could. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'd, I'd rather stay longer. Yeah. Out, so. <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah, yeah. It sounds beautiful. Wow. Yeah. There's so much water to explore in Texas. Eh? I mean, geez, like we've been hearing all about it and it sounds like a yeah. heck of a place. Yeah, it, I mean, Texas, Texans are obnoxious. We, we can say that. <laughs> and, uh, but there's a reason also. They, I mean, they've got some good stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Um, okay, number three is what is your best uh, or favorite fishing memory? Ooh, man, these are good questions. Thanks, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they try to go at you know fishing memories. I mean, we all have so many of them. It's tough to to pick one, but I think everybody's got at least one or two that kind of stick out. You know? Yeah, it hops to mind first. Yeah. 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 The. Um... I had, I had about three come to mind, but I'll only say one. Okay. Um, and, and it's the actually the most recent one. Um, my buddy Dave and I went fishing on Monday and, and all this quarantine stuff and, yeah. and uh, things like that. We, we were like, we were both stir crazy, needed to get out. We always drive together to get to this place, but we, 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 we were good this time. We drove separately because, you know, six feet apart and all that yeah. stuff. Um, fished a little brook trout stream that's about 45 minutes from me and um we we got to this this section that we call the pools of wonder and uh it, it's <laughs> that's awesome. not stupid but it, it really is just these stair step pools oh, man. and each one has a fish that is a good fish good for brook trout is about 10 inches there yeah and uh we both caught one uh out of one out of succeeding pools and just they're so beautiful these these fish are not what i would call your typical 
really bright reds and things like that. They're a little bit more subdued colors. Yeah. But I, I actually built a rod to mimic the colors of those fish. And I got to look at it, look at the fish side by side um, with the rod that I built for it and think, you know, that's, that's good. Yeah. That this is, I could, I could sign in now and, and be happy. Yeah. Mm. So that, that was just a few days ago. So that's an it, aw- it that's awesome. All the time. Yeah. But that's an awesome memory. I mean, like, geez, especially during these times, yeah, to get out and then not only, you know, be able to go fishing with a buddy, but also, you know, catch the fish and the inspiration between that and the rod and everything you're doing. I think that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's fun how it gets tied together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Number four um, is why do you fly fish? Why do you fly fish at all? What's in it for you? Man. uh i think i have to yeah i i kind of i can't not fly fish i I tried for a while and it didn't work out that was that was a dark time in my life yeah and (laughs) and so now that i'm fly fishing it again it's and i haven't really stopped things things have gone better so (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's a vague answer, but I fly fish because I have to. Yeah. I need to. Oh, I think it's a great answer. I think, uh, you know, some people will have what that's, there's kind of two answers we hear to this question. One is like, oh, they just explain the experience. It's meditative. It's relaxing. It's nice. And then other people are just like, I don't know. There's just this compulsion within me to catch fish. Some people describe it that way. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Nobody knows why. Yeah. It's really both of those, but it's more the second one where it just, it's just a, has to happen. It, mm. Life isn't life without fly fishing. Yeah. 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 It's totally true. I love it. Yeah. It's yeah. nice to think about that question. I think sometimes because yeah, like I, like I said, it's yeah. I think I'm in the compulsion sense too. Like I just said something. I just I just see a fish and I want to catch it. I don't know why. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. You know, <laughs> hey, look water. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes I'm like, why the heck yeah. do we do this? You know. But okay. Yeah. Um, okay, number five is uh, all of our favorites, um, and uh, it is what fly pattern represents you best and why. If you were a fly, what would you be? Huh. All right. That's the one that I actually remembered to think about. That's awesome. <laughs> and <laughs> the, I, I loved Aaron's answer because mm-hmm. um, I didn't uh, expect it. The carpet um, bomb, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good fly. Yeah, it looks like an um, awesome fly, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to tie a variation of that for bluegill mm. but it was it was more of a soft tackle with bead chain eyes yeah and and things like that but so it wasn't really a variation it was just kind of reminded me of it yeah um if you were a fly what would you be if i were a fly the fly that i used most last year was a royal wolf yeah about a size 14 or 16 and i love that fly but i i, I want to say that that's my fly but it's not um, this is too, it's too put together and too, uh, <laughs> like organized and, yeah. and stuff. That's a great uh, fly. Yeah. It, it, it is a good fly. Yeah. I'm going to grab. Yeah. You're reaching oh. over, he's reaching over to some flies. He's gotten uh You look pretty organized from where I can, my vantage. Oh no, that, that's, that's all fake. <laughs> <laughs> it's staged we're looking at compartments and different containers for his rod building yeah, setup it's yeah it's got the rods on the racks yeah it's an awesome right. setup well, i thought i had my fly box here <laughs> oh anyway it's a uh ah, oh here we go it is uh this is my fly box that i normally grab it, nice it's got like two sinking flies and the rest, the rest are floating. Kind of. <laughs> I, when I fish for bass, I love, in, in bluegill, I love sinking flies. When I fish for trout, I love floating flies. Yeah. Um, but the fly that I use a lot and feel like it's, uh, see if you can. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, what, what is that? What is that fly like called? It. My friend Dave Faison ties it. Yeah. And it's um, it, it changes names every time I fish with it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's like a Chernobyl ant. Yeah, but it's right. a um, I, I guess I call it a facing ant. Okay, but but it looks like a stonefly. 
yeah. in the water. A lot mm -hmm. of the time it looks like a beetle, it looks like an ant, it looks like just about anything. And it's, it's made of foam yeah. and some sort of siding material. Yeah. And it is incredibly good. I've caught everything on it. Oh, it looks like it would just be great. Except for redfish. I haven't caught a redfish on it, but I haven't tried yet. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe I'll have to do that. Definitely. <laughs> it, so I'd call it a, a, a face and ant, F-A-S-O-N. And uh, my buddy Dave, uh, who takes most of my pictures, he, uh, ow, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, sharp hooks are important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I also tie him in like a, or he ties him in a red. Yeah. I call it, I call that one big red. That's probably the, the mm. fly of the season so far. Oh, nice. That's um, cool, man. Nice. That's cool looking. Oh, cool. It, it yeah, doesn't sink. It, yeah. It's good in fast water. Yeah. It, uh, it, it's good in slow water. It, it, everything eats it. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. So the face and ants, if you could take a picture of that later for us, just on your phone and send it to us, that'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, it well, looks it looks like a cool fly, and I love that answer. Yeah, it is. It's great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that's the one answer that I had sort of pre-thought about, yeah. and I still couldn't decide on. So, but that's the one that always comes to the surface. It's it's simple. Yeah. It's a little bit messy. Yep. And uh, it 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 works. I, I think that's a little bit reflective of who I am as a as a an adult. Maybe. I love it. I don't know. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I think it's a great answer. Yeah. It's great. So, yeah. That's awesome. So whereabouts can uh, people find uh, find your stuff if they want to try to find some info about your rods? What 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 would you leave people with? Um, probably go to my website, cbarclayflyrods.com. Um, that's that's the home base for everything. Um, I'm pretty active on Facebook and Instagram. I don't know what to do with the other social media things. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah, no. Instagram's all you need. Yeah. Instagram's yeah. all you need. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it makes the world go round. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll put yeah, a link yeah. to your site in the show notes as well so people can find yeah. uh, your, your site easily. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, do you got any cool fishing plans coming up or do you have uh, what is, what's your, what's the next couple months look like for you? Well, <clears throat> I was supposed to go to Texas next month. Yeah. Um, but that was canceled. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. Um, and I still, it, it depends. I'm playing it all by ear. I, I was, I was also supposed to go up to New York to the Catskills oh, nice. to fish with nice. some, some of my Japanese friends. Yeah. They, they, uh, asked me to pick them up from the airport, but they, they needed to cancel that. So that, <laughs> that's out the door. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm looking forward to just spending more time in Virginia, North Carolina. Yeah. And, uh, just seeing how the seasons change and yeah. uh, the, the, the streams change, the stream levels, the fish, the bugs, everything yeah. changes week to week here yeah. uh, this time of year. So I'm uh, really kind of excited to be homebound. <laughs> I kind of hear you there, man. I think that's an interesting yeah. thing that you hit on. Cause like normally, like you say, we're all like looking for that next trip and the summer's coming up and we're looking to get away and do things, but now everybody's kind of forced to slow down and, uh, learn about and appreciate their home waters, which is like, I think a really important fly fishing thing. So it's cool yeah. that that's going to happen. Yeah. I think everybody's going to kind of do that, you know? Yeah. That's, that's been a big part of my whole fly fishing thing. I guess I didn't mention this at first, but I was really kind of hesitant to get into fly fishing because it was all about going on trips. Yeah. That just sounded expensive to me <laughs> and I've never really been one to have a whole lot of money. Mm -hmm. So it just didn't make sense. But then I started finding these places to fish close, and I just loved it. Oh yeah, I think it helps you to to know your community better. Yeah, your your immediate surroundings when when you go and and catch fish. Yeah, out of a ditch or out of a little pond in a park or something like that. Oh yeah, some of the best anglers out there have spent their lives on you know a couple of rivers, and they know them like the back of their hand, and they're super cool. And yeah, so yeah, I think yeah. it's going to be uh, happy too. Yeah, absolutely. So it'll be an interesting. Yeah. It'll be an interesting year for everybody. I think so. It's cool to hear. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, Chris, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Honestly, it was. Uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much for having me. I oh, appreciate it. It was a yeah. ton of fun, oh, and your rods awesome. are beautiful, and it was thank just you, awesome man. to hear about your story. Thank you, and yeah. you. 
come to North Carolina or Virginia if you want. Oh yeah. After yeah. after it's legal to. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> exactly. We can go fish or something. That'd be yeah, awesome, definitely. man. It'd be super yeah. fun to connect. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Never been to either the Carolinas or Virginia, so it'd yeah. be awesome yeah. to go explore for sure. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. There's good beer here too, so that's good. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Chris, thanks barbecue, so much. Right? Yeah, there's barbecue in North Carolina. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's good stuff too. Perfect. <laughs> Chris, yeah. thanks so much for coming on the show, man. And um, and have a good uh, rest of your Saturday and try to enjoy your weekend. All right, guys. Thank you so much. You too. Right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, it was Chris. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. That was an awesome episode, and your rods are sweet. Yeah, those rods are sweet. I would uh, highly recommend anybody to go check them out. Yes. And can you guys imagine if we get some of those rods to test down for bass opener? How, how amazing that would be? Oh, it'll be so sweet. It'll so make fun. An- It'll make an already fun weekend even more fun. Yeah, we're all out there with Barclay rods, and we'll, yeah, oh, my God, using glass to catch bass on bass. would be so sick. That would using be so glass sick. to catch bass. I like glass that. bass. Glass bass. Yeah. No, it's cool. Uh, North Carolina, Virginia, I've never been there either, but the fly fishing sounds pretty awesome. I've hey, seen pops. pictures, and uh, and it looks, it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, that's my pops behind me. He's walking back and forth. He's just messing around. <laughs> but it'd be cool to go down there and fish too brook trout fishing man that looks for sure that sounds awesome I'm like yeah i mean in virginia whatever in blue ridge mountains yeah yeah it'd be awesome yeah it's super cool but ask you a question what's going on with the banjo back there and a little setup and i love that little uh little one seater there i have a banjo yeah it's cool yeah that, like leather one seater <laughs> there that's pretty sweet yeah i've got a banjo so <laughs> yeah it's a banjo um yeah i have a banjo uh it's actually my dad's banjo he bought it a couple weeks ago because i told him you should buy a banjo and then um and then he did and like we came home because of all this uh covid stuff so we're we're kind of like um uh you know teaming up to uh take take on the uh the apocalypse and pending doom so yeah he bought a banjo i've just been playing his banjo nice yeah did you bring a new bass no i didn't i left it there but i got the banjo and i got a guitar here so and i got my drums here too Oh, that's sick. I dropped off. um, I did some grocery shopping for Yilma. And when I dropped the food off, he, uh, I also dropped him a guitar off. So we've got to get. Oh man. Yilma learning guitar. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a little jam session and Yilma can play guitar while we do another blindfolded YouTube tying video. Oh my God. That'll be. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. (laughs) Yeah. Just teach me some chords. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. That's. That's what it looks like. That's what he's, playing guitar looks like. Looks like he's playing bass he's right looking, now. Looks like he's playing bass. <laughs> yeah, if, if that. Um, yeah, for anyone that hasn't seen him, go to our YouTube channel, SoFly YouTube channel, and uh, it's you can find it from our Facebook page or, or SoFly.ca. Just click the YouTube thing. Because we're doing a couple more things. We just uh, did a fly blindfolded fly tying video a couple weeks ago, and then we did one recently with um, uh, a guest, Matt Dodson, who was on the show last week. Um so check it out because um, we did some blindfolded tying with him and it was uh, fun. So if you're yeah, looking we'll for something to watch, you know, huh. Huh. we'll keep, uh, <laughs> we'll keep doing those and get a good fly box stocked for bass openers. See actually if any of these work. Yeah. I think that'd be super fun. I think, <laughs> I think they, they will. I think they honest. will. Yeah. I think <laughs> they will. I mean, those large mouths are just whatever, you know, it's, it's just like, will they stay intact yeah. is the big, question that's a good that's a good point yeah will they stay? first cast it'll just be just feathers everywhere <laughs> yeah. Like, oh man oh, yeah we'll man. do a couple more of those too and um who knows even but maybe by the time this is out there's a couple more up there i don't know but uh yeah geez louise guys um i miss you guys yeah i miss you guys yeah. too gonna be on the water yeah. soon hopefully hopefully i mean we've got it is april 11th right now yeah uh, um I'm not sure when this I think this podcast will come out in two weeks. So I think it'll make, this podcast is going to come out on trout opening weekend. Oh man, there you go. And just think we might not even be out there. Yeah, I know. We probably won't be too. Cause it's like not that far be. away, but you know what? Um, I texted Joe and said, Hey Joe, do you want to do a trout opener show? Um, just to talk about, you know, trout opener. Cause we usually spend it on the river and we see Joe and we fish and whatever. So uh, maybe maybe the weekend maybe after the show so we'll do this show trout open a weekend or something and then the one after that we'll do uh, we'll do one with Joe where we can just talk about trout fishing and you know catch up yeah yeah kind of fun kind of sad to think that we might not be there for trout opener I know 
You know, it's easy to get all amped on that day because Aldo just bangs Browns. <laughs> I know. You know, it's been my bread and butter these past three years. And it starts to get warm out and nice out, and we're finally on the back on the water. Oh my god! Well, we'll see. Maybe we'll be able to. I wonder what it, I don't. I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. Maybe there's some kind of. I mean, I'm not well, even I, near there, so if I want to find yeah. a trout, I gotta like, I don't know, go to the middle of Calabogie. Definitely no one out there. What about Dude. that stream that you sent the picture of? Sorry, Aldo, go ahead. No, no, no. Go. Oh, there's no, there's no, there's no trout in there. That's uh. Dude, there's some amazing trout lakes in Calabogie. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, I just gotta like find them because I've never really, I never really trout fished up there. When I was living in Ottawa, I'd go to, I would just always yeah, go upstate, sure. you know, because upstate was awesome. I loved fishing up there. Well, when I went early that weekend, we went up to your cottage and I went up in the morning. Yeah. I did catch like those small little brookies in that lake you sent me to. Oh, yeah. No way. Oh, yeah. yeah. I caught like two, like six, seven inch brookies, but it That's was cool. also middle of June. Yeah. So I'm sure right now when the water's nice and cold, it's yeah. probably way easier to find them. Well, I'm going to, I'm, I mean, I'm around there. So maybe that's what I'll do. I mean, they're open all year in that, in that region too, or there might be some, rest- I got to check the guidelines. Cause I don't know. I'm not totally familiar with trout there, but yeah, I'll check that out. Cause I mean, yeah, we got, we'll find ourselves in the water soon enough. I was even thinking just when uh, Chris was talking about um, sunfish and, and panfish, I was like, geez, you know what? I could just rip down to the Rito where there's not going to be anyone around. Just catch perch on like a three weight. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like I've got okay. a three. I actually built a three weight rod years ago with a TFO blank, and it's terrible construction. I'll just go use that thing. <laughs> I'll show you guys later a picture of it. It's uh, it was, I, I bought it. I was like, I bought the kit or whatever, and I built it. And I was like, I, I it's yeah, it's not great, but it's kind of cool. <laughs> That's cool. I do maybe one day. I don't have the desire right now, but yeah. maybe one day get into build building my own rod. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, you know, it's just another extension to it all, right? And I think it'd be it's awesome. so cool. Yeah. After going to the gathering last summer and yeah. seeing you know, all those talking, bamboo guys, seeing all the bamboo guys and yeah. now talking to Chris, it's like, it seems pretty rewarding. Yeah. Oh, 100%. In my mind, I have the picture of like the rod that I would build and like I look at Chris's rods and they're so beautiful, but yeah. then I know if I built one, it'll just look like a toad. <laughs> a toad. <laughs> well, you got to start somewhere, <laughs> I guess, right? Maybe it won't. Maybe it'll, if I think if you just take your time and and you know get some guidance from people that are good then jeez yeah i think i yeah. want my blank to look like this SoFly hoodie oh red like bur- like the maroon. burgundy yeah burgundy. That'd, be, that'd be a cool blank oh. that'd be cool blank that'd be really yeah. cool yeah that'd be cool well, i should have asked chris why are fiberglass rods so funky colored is it like what did every marketing team have the same idea like make maybe them, eh? maybe make them crazy i don't know <laughs> yeah that's a good question like e- echoes rods are like bright blue the bl- the badass glass yeah reddington yeah reddington's yeah, are like fall funky colors and... yeah anyway yeah that's a good question I-, I wonder maybe it's just because yeah maybe it's because they can so they're just like oh it's because they have to maybe they have to dye the cloth or something I don't, i'm not sure it's a good question i don't know hmm. if like anybody knows colors, like the greens yellows if anybody knows Sorry. just send us an email the sofligridgmail.com and we'll also just ask chris to double check because yeah a good i like question. how i like how chris's Rods look like they're from, uh, I don't know. Yeah. A time time capsule in a way. In yeah, terms of like the yellowy kind of, yeah. It just screams like, I don't know, dry flies. And yeah, it does. Yeah, they're beautiful. Freaks. Check them out. Everybody check out the rods. They're great. And follow them on social and, and check out uh, check out his work. And um, yeah, well, thanks everybody for listening. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go make a, a bagel or something. I'm going to do some work. Yeah, Saturday, and we're working, Yelma. What about that, eh? Jeez Louise. Lemon squeeze. Oh, well. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and um, that's it for me, Mitch Aldo. Bye, everybody. Yelma. See ya. Take care. You can find all of SoFly's content at SoFly.ca. On Instagram, we're at the SoFly Crew. You can reach us at thesoflycrew at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or concerns. On Facebook, we're SoFly, and our podcast is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. 